Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Synergy Energy Show. I am your host, Pam Perry, and I am glad you have tuned in. I am also the publisher of Speakers Magazine, and on the line we have a very special guest who has graced the cover of the May issue, Dr. Avis Jones DeWeaver. And if you're not familiar with her, let me just give you a little bit of a recap. Dr. Avis Jones DeWeaver is a career reinvention strategist, diversity consultant, and women's empowerment expert. She's the founder of the Exceptional Leadership Institute for Women, a global personal and professional development firm that helps established and aspiring entrepreneurs and executives experience accelerated success while building a holistic life they love. She's also president of Insight Unlimited, a Washington, D.C.-based boutique consulting firm specializing in diversity, consulting, communication strategy, and the development and implementation of impactful research. She was formerly served as the youngest ever executive director of the National Council of Negro Women, a historic membership organization, touching the lives of over 4 million women of African descent worldwide. She's had the honor of being a keynote speaker to the inaugural president of the United States Young African American Leaders Summit and was a featured speaker before at the World Bank. She currently conducts workshops and trainings on women's career and entrepreneurial success on behalf of U.S. embassies across the globe and helps corporations better design and implement strategies to maximize the power of diversity and inclusion at work, and we need that, as well as for the marketplace of today and tomorrow. For individuals, Dr. Avis coaches one-on-one in small groups and through online courses in order to help her clients master the art of career shift. And she's also talking about another type of mastering that she grew today. They're talking about mastering the medium. In doing so, she helps women shift their careers in three distinct areas, ascending to leadership within their current professional space, safely and effectively transitioning to a new career, or making the ultimate shift from employee to successful entrepreneurs. And Dr. Avis is regularly a contributor to various media platforms from uh, PBS, Sirius, CNN, TV One, I mean, just oh, the Huffington Post, but without really just kind of like getting into it ahead of it, today what we're going to talk about is how to master the media because Dr. Avis has been on the Washington Post. Um, she has uh, been, um, you know, she She's been in different areas all over the country. I'm getting ahead of myself because she's going to have some of the people from the Washington Post, the own network, and CNN come to her Master the Media Summit. So, Dr. Avis, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Super excited to be on. <laughs> oh, good, good. Now, I've been reading your bio. I was getting ahead of myself because all the things that you have done leads up to what yeah. you're doing now. And so we're talking about how to master the media and really make a difference, you know, with you being the youngest woman to ever 
uh, chair the National Council of Negro Women. So give us a little bit about your background. I know we can kind of look and see where this all started for you um, being in Washington, D.C., but I can see that um, you you, you studied race, gender, and the economy at the University of Maryland and also political science at Virginia State, and you also um, are very, very uh, interested in um, really helping people make a difference, especially in the times that we're in right now where it's like Black Lives Matter are just personified. I mean, people can't even – People can't even go to Starbucks, or even if they're at Yale, they can't even sleep on a couch. I mean, so kind of tell us where this all started for you, because it's nothing new. Absolutely. So once again, thanks for having me on your show. Um, really, for me, it all started uh, with my work in the policy and advocacy space. Uh, my degrees are in political science, uh, and I've spent many of my formative years in my career uh, working at um, what's called think tanks in Washington, D.C. And what think tanks mm-hmm. are, basically they're research organizations um, that provide studies, that conduct studies of uh, various different uh, policy-relevant issues. And the purpose of that research is to provide information to policymakers uh, that would either help it give them the ammunition that they need to uh, advance specific legislation that we'd like to advance to improve society or um, provide them with information and, and data that uh, is able to illustrate how certain laws that are currently in existence or being debated might be harmful and provide them the tools and the ammunition they need to be able to, to either rescind those laws, change them in some way, or block them from getting passed in the first place. And so that's sort of the sort of un almost like the invisible arm of our uh, of influence as it relates to how politics works. It's around mm-hmm. it's about how people receive information and use information to advance their political and policy agendas. And so it's that part of my background that uh, I've, I worked in for many years, and it's that part of that my background uh, that really got me started in media engagement uh, almost 20 years ago. Wow, over 20 years ago. So some of the topics that you talk about in the media can go from gun violence to voting rights to heart disease to race, obviously, to war on poverty, war on children. Uh, You've been, you know, talking about women at work and and, and the police and obviously, you know, even, you know, current things about beyond Paula Dean. I'm looking at some of the things, the message to our son. I mean, you're the uh, think tanks we're hiring you, but you are the think tank. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because you have you have the the fresh voice that the media needs to hear, and you're not bashful about really uh, saying that on Twitter <laughs> as well, on Facebook or or wherever. <laughs> if you see something that's black or white, and it's like, okay, it's there's no gray. This is what it is, and I appreciate that. And that's probably how I just really became really like a fan of yours because you're so adamant about what it is that you believe, and it's always on point. It's always on point. I mean, so you studied it from a PhD. It's not like someone just like, oh, I'm sitting around a beauty shop talking about it. I mean, this is someone that has a PhD that studies it. And so where did that passion come from, Dr. Avis? Where did the passion all come from, from from you doing all of this great work? You know, I have to say, I think that in many ways, um, it's just a part of who I am. And, you know, I, I guess if I really had to pinpoint where it maybe came from was just from my earliest and very formative years, listening to my mother and my father and my grandmother uh, share stories about what 
they had to traverse and the challenges that they faced uh, in their lives. My father was a actually a sharecropper as a child, and um, mm-hmm. my parents obviously um, grew up in, in the Gen Pro South. And so just hearing about the challenges that they faced and what they did to navigate those challenges made me very, very sensitive to injustice at a very early age. And it's it's just a part of me that's like never left. And so um, when, when I, when I, so because of that, I guess I, I have an eye for it. It's very for, easy for me to see and, and recognize, even though as a culture, we oftentimes try to, when I say a culture, I'm talking about the American culture writ large and not necessarily the African-American culture, but definitely the American culture is one in which, um, you know, the, the the lie, quite frankly, is propagated that we have equal opportunity. The reality is that, that uh-huh. there are advantages and disadvantages that are built into the system. And part of what I do uh, as a researcher is I pull out the, the data and the evidence that shows um, the reality that is oftentimes denied. And so that's why mm-hmm. I, I can get very passionate when I'm making my arguments. It's because I make arguments not necessarily based on emotion. I make my arguments based on facts. And I mean, there may be some emotion obviously tied into it because I care about those issues. But I'm not pulling, um, you know, opinion out of the air that, that's just that's not based in anything. Uh, I, I present information that is factually based in order to provide evidence for a reality that I know exists but that the broader culture likes to pretend is not there at all. Mm-hmm. We're listening to Dr. Avis Jones Weaver. She is the uh, founder of a new event that's coming up called Master the Media, masterthemediasummit.com. And she's also, too, want to mention for sure about her book that she also has as well. It's called How Exceptional Black Women Lead, Unlocking the Secrets to Phenomenal Success in Career and in Life. And that's one of the things that, that um, her book is phenomenal. And she's been on many, many uh, programs, I guess you would say. You've done a TEDx as well. You've done Essence. You've done Ebony. You've done BET. Obviously, you've done TV1, CNN, Fox News. I mean, the list goes on and on. She's literally been on hundreds of TV and radio shows really talking about specific issues, and that's why one of the reasons why she wanted to bring Master the Media. She herself is recognized as a thought leader, and so give us the, I guess you would say the bubble or the birth of the, the, the why you wanted to do Master the Media and why you want to bring all your media friends together and what type of people are really you, you kind of see showing up here. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it really, to me, this really sort of marries a lot of my past experiences. So, you know, as you mentioned, you know, my book is on um, black women in leadership and, I've, I've done a lot of sort of um, sort of work uh, in the corporate space in terms of working with organizations around diversity and working with black women clients specifically in terms of helping them to navigate challenges. But one of the things that inspired me was the fact that I have just, not through those experiences, I just know of way too many <laughs> instances in which, uh, and I type on this a little bit with my TED Talk as well, in which, you know, black women are absolutely brilliant at what we do. We have the ability to lead. We have the desire to lead. We have, and when I say lead, I mean we're already leading. I'm just talking about have the, the official title and the check that comes mm-hmm. with it. That, I believe. Well, there you go. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we, 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 
a challenge is that a lot of us, our brilliance is overlooked. It's like we're modern-day hidden figures, you know. We all loved that movie when it came out, but the fact of the matter is that's not a situation that's relegated to history. There are lots of us today who are hidden figures that are making extraordinary contributions uh, in our fields, but we're, we're being overlooked and we're not being perceived mm. as the thought leaders and experts that we are. And I believe that understanding how to leverage uh, the, the, the media uh, in ways that allow you to sort of burst through obscurity is very important for your personal advancement, but it's also very important for this nation to advance to better be able to benefit from your brilliance. Uh, on the other side of the coin, uh, it sort of also marries my interest in, in policy advocacy and, and you know, political change. Um, you know, right. they are one of the best ways in order to really shift the, the, a country, a nation, a world, uh, is through movements. And movements happen, are really powered oftentimes by effective use of the media. You know, um, it's kind of like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to, you know, hear it, did it make a sound? Of course it makes a sound, but nobody heard it, so nothing happens as a result. You know, so understanding how to help, you know, how to equip folks uh, to be able to better leverage the media to be more impactful in their social and advocacy work, I think is very important, especially at this time where we're facing, mm-hmm. I believe, a very difficult challenge in this nation politically. And lastly, uh, I also think it's very important uh, as it relates to my personal interests and professional interest in entrepreneurship. You know, I believe that um, successful entrepreneurship is a very, very critical issue when it comes to helping the black community expand economic power. And uh, I also know from personal experience that having earned media opportunities uh, is one of the most advantageous ways uh, that you can uh, separate your business from your competitors, uh, be seen as a leader in your industry, and be able to attract more business as a result. So it sort of brings together those three groups of people and those three sort of sides of of my background and interests all into one and can, can um, sort of uh, provides a space where people over three days can get intensive instruction on how to move the ball forward, no matter what perspective they're coming into the space from. I heard intensive instruction. That is good. This is no fluff. And I like on the, no. on the Master of the Media <laughs> Summit, you say, now more than ever, we need your voice, we need your message, yes. we need you to shine. And so as a yep. publicist by trade, I know for sure that the media is some of the things that will move the needle for your business, Absolutely. for a movement. It's, it's, it's one of those things that you said, if, if the tree falls in the, the forest, it doesn't make, doesn't make a difference to anyone because no one heard it. But if a TV camera was there right. and saw the tree fell in the forest, then all of a sudden it's a big deal. So we want people to really understand that mastering the media is not really – uh, necessary in order to, quote, unquote, be famous. But really right. what Dr. Avis is really doing is making it so that it can make a movement and really make it so that, you know, there's so many issues going on right now. I mean, you know, I know this podcast will be time, but today there was a shooting in California, and then uh, yesterday a girl was, uh, you know, pulled, you know, police was calling her because she was sleeping at Yale, and then today I saw on the news mm-hmm. where a 65-year-old grandmother was pulled out of a car. I mean, these are such regular occurrences of um, the climate that we're in. And yeah. people can sit and just, like, silently just look at it and gawk, but as African-American mm-hmm. people, we need to really be the thought leaders or the ones that really make our voices heard. And so... 
one of the things, just a thumbnail, people can still, if they want, go to masterthemediasummit.com. If you miss it this year, you can get on the wait list for next year. But one of the things mm-hmm. that Dr. Avis is going to talk about is how to master your craft, master your confidence, and master your message. And so I kind of yep. want her to give a little little thumbnail about what that what that talks about because she said media brings credibility, but only if you know how to master it because you can get on television and then flub it and then it's like, ooh, they were really crazy. Um, no. So you want to make sure that you don't, <laughs> that you don't make you a don't mess want out of it. When you get, moments. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it can backfire on you, and it's like really horrible. Oh, like, yeah. oh, no. They got the big opportunity, and then it, it, then it backfired. So we don't want that yeah. to happen. And uh, right. so, so give us a little bit about how you can master those three areas. I guess it's the craft, the confidence, and your message. Absolutely. So in terms of the craft, a major, if not the major, uh, prerequisite uh, to really be able to attract uh, media attention uh, is to be perceived as an expert in your space. And that's something where I would argue, you, you know, you just don't even want to try to fake the funk on that. Uh, and that's, that's really where Betsy DeVos got in trouble, for example. I mean, she... Mm. she she does not really have a broad understanding of public education, yet she's the Secretary of Education. So when pressed, you know, on the interview, she, her, her field of knowledge is limited, right? So the point is, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be an expert in your space and um, own that expertise. That kind of goes to the confidence because, you know, I, what I do, what I love, one of the things I love most about what I do is my clients are just, uh, to a person, just amazing, brilliant people, but not all of them, particularly the women, necessarily embrace the, the term expert. You know, they will admit mm-hmm. that they're great at what they do. They will admit that they understand it and they could like, you know, they could talk about it for days and, you know, their, their knowledge is that voluminous. Um, but for some reason, they shy away from the word expert. And one of the things that's very important for anyone to know that's looking to attract media attention is that the media is looking for experts. So if you don't call mm-hmm. yourself an expert and you're not okay with that, then why would they want to share their platform with you? They don't want to put mm-hmm. someone on air that kind of sort of knows what they're talking about. So you have to own mm-hmm. the fact that you're an expert and be prepared to present yourself in that way. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and then, you know, finally, I would just say, you know, it's really all about being able to make the most of that moment, to be equipped with the knowledge uh, that you and the information that you need to understand how to talk uh, in consumable chunks so that people can really hear what you're saying and have memorable messages that they can take away from them uh, from the interview that, that you're having. It's like I have to be very frank here, and I, once again, I'm going to lean on my political background a little bit. Unfortunately, I believe that this is something that the right is a lot better at than the left, just in terms of just sheer messaging. Make America great pisses you off, but you remember that phrase, right? Uh, do you, right, do you right. even remember even remember what Hillary Clinton's slogan was? You probably don't. Mm-mm. And and, and the Mm-mm. issue is that um, you know you need to learn how to make messages that stick, messages that people understand and don't have to you know pull out a thesaurus to figure out what the heck you're saying, uh, and um, messages that move people that taps into their mm-hmm. emotion. You know, mm-hmm. understanding how to do that is really, really critical if you want to be able to influence people and create the change that you know needs to happen. Mm-hmm. That's what leadership is. It's about influence. That's for sure. Absolutely. I like Absolutely. I like what you said, um, don't fake the funk, because the media, the media can tell. 
And so many times when I go through LinkedIn and I'll see all these different captions of people that they're the expert of this or they're the authority of yeah. that or they're the they, the CEO chief and founder and, and uh, queen of, and it's like, okay, all right, you're all these things. <laughs> You're all these things, and it looks like you've only been working probably in your career maybe three years. I mean, so so a lot of it is like you can want to tell the world that you belong on CNN, but some seasoning comes with that. And I like the fact that, you know, start where you are. What were some of your first media interviews, Dr. Avis? Absolutely. So it had to do with my um, background as a researcher. Uh, it really mm-hmm. all started when um, I was at a place called the Institute for Women's Policy Research. I directed their research on um, policy and social justice uh, at that space. And as a think tank, uh, what, one of the things that we would do is, is release reports and white papers and all sorts of sort of research um, uh, compilings on a regular basis. And anytime a new study, you'll, you'll notice that if you watch the news, that's one of the easiest hooks to get media attention when you release a new study. So um, we oftentimes would have pretty regular media opportunities because we were constantly churning out new uh, analyses of data, uh, particularly as related to women. And so that's really how I got started. I got started in that space. Um, uh, first of all, responding to reporters in terms of uh, mm-hmm. uh, having a print reporters contact me and ask me about a report that we just released. Eventually from there, I uh, went on to doing television and radio, ultimately received media training, all of that good stuff, uh, received, mm-hmm. uh, received opinion writing training, and um, began to sort of flourish in that space and begin to do more. The good thing is that when those opportunities open up to you and uh, you do well with those opportunities, uh-huh they remember you, you know, you become a part of their Rolodex and they come back to you. And so that's Mm -hmm. how I got started. And in many ways, it's still a hook that I think a lot of people can use today. If you produce new information, if you produce, uh, you know, uh, especially if you write something that's that's powerful, that's impactful, that'll get people's attention, doesn't even have to be a a research report. A great op-ed oftentimes will get uh, media attention for other bases. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, if, and that's the key right there, to having an opinion that will go into yeah. someone else's editorial. So a strong opinion, something that's different, a fresh voice, something that you're very passionate about. You can hear Dr. Absolutely. Ava Jones, we were talking about her passion and having that 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 edge, I guess you would say, is what the media is looking for. They're not looking to make you famous. They're looking for a voice that will get people to think more critically, which is really part Absolutely. of why she's been on the different platforms and things like that. So mastering your craft is part of that, knowing how to speak in savvy sound bites, not go on and on and knowing when to stop so you can have the interviewer uh, ask a question. I have, uh, with my company, Ministry Marketing Solutions, sometimes I would um, interview pastors, and because they're so used to preaching one way, it would be really hard for me to interview them. They do need media <laughs> training. It's not that they don't speak, but they wouldn't know how yeah. to, like, let me say something. It's like, so, you know, no no, no shade to the pastors or anything, but they're just used to the microphone, you know, and, and they have it for 45 minutes or so. And it's like, but this right. is a talk show. So they do have to have training <laughs> in that. So that's really, that's really part of it, just really mastering the craft, you know. you know, And then, yeah. the, like you said, the media will uh, seek you over and over again because one of the things that 
media love are people who are ready, people who are camera ready. And so what are some of the things that you provide the media so that they will know that you are camera ready? Do you provide Mm -hmm. them like a nice bio, photo, talking point? Do you do their homework for them? (laughs) Yeah, so I have an online media kit. And uh, what it does is it includes photos, it includes uh, my bio, it includes information on my expertise, my background, Mm -hmm. on my book. So it is, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I can just send them a link and they have my media kit, which they can sort of go through virtually to get more information from me and to get a sense of who I am and what I look like, you know, what I would look like on Mm -hmm. camera. Mm -hmm. I also have a media reel, which is a a short video of clips of me appearing on air so they can really see what I'm like in action. Ah. That is so. That is so smart. So a producer will think like, I know she'll be able to handle this, or, or that yes. I can fit her in here, and I know she can. That is, that is so key. So many people. I had someone call me the other day and says, Well, how do these people get on Huffington Post, or how do they do this, or you know, are they do they just send their press releases? And and I said, Well, part of it is that. I said, But if you do send a press release, you've got to be ready. And they're like, yeah. What does ready mean? And and so you just kind of like really, really explained it right there. That is mastering the craft. And then the confidence. Okay, we've got about five minutes left. Mastering the confidence in the message. You want to kind of go over those real quick? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, confidence okay. really is the foundational. First of all, if you don't have confidence in you, why would you think anybody else would? Confidence is transferable. So you have to really be able to believe in yourself and believe in the information that you're presenting in order for it to be received effectively. So whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you have to do to sort of pump yourself up <laughs> maybe before you go in the mm-hmm. interview, that's what you need to do so that you come by, come off as someone who's credible, as someone who knows what they're talking about, and therefore someone who should be believed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that because – Confidence is the thing. They don't want to have to pump you up. One of the things that I tell people that will help them get confidence is that they um, go back and read some of their old uh, material. And they'll and sometimes yeah. we don't. We just write them and keep going. But go back and read some of the material and, and really understand. That's good. And I remember one time yep. reading something to a client, um, and I just read it. I said, listen to this. And I was reading it, and, and I stopped. And I said, how does that sound? I said, that sounds good. I said, you wrote that. I said, that's a blog post from three years ago. <laughs> really? I said, yes. I said, so you need to know that you are good. I mean, they did not even know they wrote it. They oh, like, my God. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So go back and read that's your good. old stuff. You know, go back and look at your old yep. pictures, whatever you need to do to pump yourself up. But, yeah, master your confidence. And then the last one, master your message. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So it, it 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 that that point right there cannot be downplayed uh, because here's the thing though so as you know the media game it can it can injure your confidence because to, to be perfectly honest with you you're going to hear more no's than you hear yeses uh, particularly when you're pitching yourself and you're trying to get out there and, and especially when you're first starting and all of that and so if you don't have an ironclad confidence when you're getting no's or you're getting non-responses you might take that as some sort of personal insult or, you know, as some sort of indicator that you're not worthy. And that's the worst thing you can possibly do. You just have to know that particularly right now in the age that we live in, opportunities are voluminous. So where one door closes, literally another door will open. You just have to keep going until you find the right door. 
Mm, I love it. So tell us what people can expect at the summit. I know that um, you'll have journalists from the Washington Post on network. And tell us a little bit more. Absolutely. So it's a three-day intense uh, training experience that's also going to be interactive and fun, so it's not completely like, you know, Poindexter. Uh, (laughs) You'll get information. (laughs) We talked about that earlier. Yeah, I said, this is going to be good. I said, we got a PhD here. It's like, oh, my God. But, no, you'll make it fun. I'll do it. Do it. (laughs) I am definitely going to make it fun. Um, But I'm also going to go over, you know, key things that you need to know in order to be able to track attract and really rock um, media appearances on television, on radio, in podcasts, uh, and how to get your your words sort of immortalized in print. Uh, So Mm -hmm. it's going to be very, very comprehensive. It's going to include, as you mentioned, a a, a panel of journalists. Uh, So you'll get a chance Mm -hmm. to meet some major journalists from the AP, Washington Post, uh, other spaces, Black Press, definitely. Uh, in addition to that, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a Pitch the Producers luncheon on the second day where VIPs will have the opportunity to meet and interact with uh, key producers uh, from spaces like CNN, uh, own oh, uh, former BT award-winning producer who now has her own production company. You know, so you're, you're getting to meet people who are actually in that space and have worked in that space for years. And uh, you're also going to get the opportunity to uh, perhaps win a pitch competition that we're having at the event where you're going to obviously learn how to pitch while you're there. You're going to craft some pitches while you're there. And one of my sponsors, Extra Special and Free, which is a, a new online resource that's aimed towards women of color and their policy and career advancement, uh, they are sponsoring this competition, a $1,000 pitch competition. So the winners will get to receive mm. not only a uh, uh, cash prize, but they'll also get to see their pitch turn into an actual publication that they can that will be um, shared with the world via uh, extra special and free. So that and more wow. uh, are all available at the summit. Oh, I love that a pitch a pro, pitch the producer. I love it. So master the media summit. Uh, make sure you go there masterthemediasummit.com. That is it. Uh, Dr. Avis Jones de Weaver is our Speakers Magazine cover, and we will be on the scene actually covering it live, live PR. So you'll see a little bit of tweets, you'll see some Instagram, you'll see some Facebook Live, you'll see some Instagram stories, you'll see a little bit, but if you don't have your uh, peep in the seat, so to speak, you won't really get the whole <laughs> depth of it. <laughs> but you will be able to see what you missed if you're not there, but you can sign up. I'm sure she'll have like a wait list for the next time at masterthemediasummit.com if you're just listening to this podcast after that time. Well, Dr. Avis, you are a breath of fresh air, a voice that is so needed in such a time as this. I just love you, and I can't wait to meet you in person next week yes. from today at Master the Media Summit. So thank Ooh, you so much. This has been <laughs> Countdown, countdown, seven days. Oh my God, I'm gonna. This is gonna be so good, and it's such a such needed at at this time. It is really, really one of those things where, if you would have done it maybe four years ago, would not have been really as impactful as it is today. Because I really do think African Americans need to really voice up more in the media, and um, and and you're gonna make a difference in helping us get prepared. So thank you so much, and I will look forward to seeing you next week. I am Pam Perry, and I'm out of here. So thank you for joining us today. And I would want to say to all the mothers, enjoy your Mother's Day weekend. God bless, and make sure you share this podcast and rate us in iTunes. All right, God bless. Bye-bye.